Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I wanted to introduce Danny Vega. The first time I heard him, he was on the Ketogenic Athlete Podcast as a, as a guest with Brian Williamson. Eventually he became the co-host and that podcast is amazing and it's hilarious. He also does a podcast with his wife, Mata, and it is the Fat Fueled Podcast. If you'd like to listen to either of those podcasts, they are super awesome to listen to and super, super fun as well. Anyways, he was gracious enough to spend a, a bit of an afternoon with me yesterday, and our conversation ran the gambit of going over the stoic quote like we normally do, as well as understanding how to practically implement stoicism, even when things aren't always wine and roses. Anyways, I hope you enjoy listening to part one of our two-part episode because the episode just ran so darn long. Anyways, I hope you enjoy the episode. Talk to you soon. Hey guys, thank you for joining me on another episode of the One Take Stoic. As always, I'm your host, Megan, and with me today, we have a special guest, Danny Vega. Say hi, Danny. How's it going? Ah, just another freaking awesome day. <laughs> yes, it is. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Right? We're here, we're alive, and that's that's all we can hope for. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So what I wanted to do is go over the stoic quote for today, because I can't think of any pressing news that I need to tell it all the peeps about. Um, the quote is, he who is brave is free. It's a Seneca quote. He who is brave is free. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I just, I really like this one because not only is it extremely true because the more brave you get, the less you're trapped in a bubble, but it's when you free, when you're brave, you free, you free yourself from all of the monotony. And with you, for example. That's a good one. I like that. mm -hmm. I like that take on it. I like that a lot. And with you specifically, you uh, recently stopped your nine to five day job, and now that you were brave enough to escape that, you are now free to do whatever you'd like. Very true. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it does take like you. Um, to me, I think the fear it's always going to present itself. Mm-hmm. It's it's what we do with that when that fear arises. How do we how do we navigate that? How do we handle that? And um, I mean, it's so, fear is such a abstract thing, you know, and, and I think that's why, you know, Seneca was so good and the, all the Stoics were really, the ancient Stoics were good at trying of making people think of, okay, what is, a, what is in front of you right now and what's, what's important right now? And, you know, you start thinking about all of these and, you know, there's that Seneca quote of, you know, all the things that, that I was scared of and, and you know, how that rarely ever comes to pass the things that you're yeah. actually scared of but you know it it takes um it definitely takes some work to address the fear and um you know just understand that the fear is going to come there and and it happens every now and then like it happens quite often sometimes you'll wake up in the middle of the night and you're like oh my gosh what am i doing but um then there's like i've always looking at there was a really good this morning it was kind of an interesting thing because my when I, I did a guided meditation and the guided meditation was talking about 
be open to those serendipitous occasions that'll that'll come up, you know, like those things where she um she mentioned how the two founders of Google they met each other during the first week uh, of of college and mm-hmm. little did they know, you know, a few years later they would have created the most one of the most successful tech firms and um and then in my in my devotional mm-hmm. it was talking about the um it was a, the verse that was that was um that was shared was about basically putting in don't grow weary of doing the right thing continue to do the right thing and it's going to you know it's going to happen and you know we want things to happen now we want we want to put um you know deadlines on things and it's just not how it works you know yeah oh so i love, I love it. that yeah it's just <sighs> Things will happen the way they're supposed to happen in the time they're supposed to happen, regardless of how quickly you want it to happen. Exactly, <laughs> which is something and, times a good thing. Sorry, you're saying? Well, I was going to say we're 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 so fortunate to live in the world we live in. I don't think a lot of people understand how prosperous things are. Like for us here, like in the Western world, we we are very you know protected from danger. We don't have we're not, um, you know, there's other places in the world where, you know, they're a lot closer to living on the street. Like, you know, a few things go wrong, they don't eat, you know. For us, oh, yeah. we make a mistake, we have credit, we have all these things. I mean, we have support systems and, um, you know, we, we don't think about that. We're just so worried about, and it really cripples people. And you're right, it, it kind of like enslaves people. Oh, yeah, it's... I mean, there's so much comfort and there's so much security that it almost lulls you into into a false sense of insecurity because yeah. you're afraid of letting go to, of that nine to five job because if I don't, this could happen. But nine times out of 10, it's not going to happen because it's it's like when we focus on the rock, we hit the rock. But when we don't yeah. focus on the rock, you don't hit the rock. And yeah. if you prepare as much as you can, that's really all you can do. And the more brave you are, the more free you're able to be because- and you can be more decisive. Exactly. And that's one thing I know I've struggled with for a long time is um, I have been very uncomfortable with just talking to people in general and expressing my opinion and whatnot. And just, it's it's like a muscle. The more you do it, the less you care. And it's the more brave you are. It's just, you don't have to worry about, do they like you? Because at the end of the day, does it matter? Because I like me and my opinion is pretty important too, last I heard. (laughs) Yeah. I think uh, the cool, I wanted to bring this up because I saw this today and I, and I, and I made a mental note of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Our friend, Kevin Stock, he just shared a book that he read (laughs) and it's called, um, the courage to be disliked. <laughs> and so he's, and he, of course, he posts that this is requisite reading if you openly discuss diet and nutrition. Um, oh, yeah. I really like that idea because we're so focused on on these external things like how people perceive us. We don't even think of the fact that, you know, how they perceive us has nothing to do with us. Oh, you know, yeah. We think that we can actually control how people perceive us and 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 we we try to go out of our way to make people like us and then and then we're disappointed when they still don't like us or or they don't they don't react the way we think they're supposed to they're misbehaving yeah and, <laughs> and it's, it's just like 
you have no control. Yeah, that's why I love, uh, I believe it was Epictetus has the understand what you control. Like the only thing oh, you yeah. control is yourself and even not fully yourself. You control your reactions to things. Absolutely. And it's, oh, do you mind if I put you on hold real quick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that. I was like, oh, you need to go. <laughs> yeah, all right. Alrighty. <laughs> um, I'm not exactly sure where we left off. So we were talking about, um, Epictetus was talking about how, you know, we, we, you can only, you only have uh, control over the way you react yes. to things uh-huh. and you reacted well to your right? <laughs> baby crying. <laughs> right. Isn't that right? Little man? Oh, Do you want down? All right. Now I'm old news. All right. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> sorry for that un, uh, that unscheduled interruption. So back to what more or less I was saying, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Epictetus, <laughs> we only control the things that our reactions, our actions. And I mean, uh, that actually reminds me of the uh, quote from Mata or Mara. Mara. Yep. Yeah. I never say it right. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Time. Everybody always wants to say, and it's it's our fault because we pronounce it in Spanish, mm-hmm. you know, um, and like you can totally call her Mora. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like Laura with an M, mm-hmm. but the we, it's just unnatural. It's kind of like my cousin's name is Darian, mm-hmm. but I call him Darian. Mm-hmm. you know, ah. um, because that's how I've always called him. Um, but, you know, people want think that that's the only pronunciation probably because that's the only way we ever say it it's just weird for me to say it a different way but everyone else could say mora (laughs) yeah i i just i sometimes have the rolling of the tongues not all the time like uh, (laughs) i used to be called um maggie by my brother's uh mother-in-law because she like Spanish was her main language. And so she couldn't, I don't know, like she couldn't say Megan properly. So she's like, Ma- Maggie, oh. Maggie, Maggie, come here. I'm like, okay, what's up? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh yeah. That's great. I, I don't mind what the heck you call me as long as I know that you're referring to me and I prefer not profanity unless you prefer it back. <laughs> 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 All right. But anyways, <laughs> yep. back to about the only things, what she was saying uh, was, she judges a good day based on how she reacts to something. And I love that because that's the only thing you have. Nothing else can be controlled because like using myself for an example as well, I I have ADHD and it wasn't until I started realizing my triggers that I was able to control more or less my ADHD. Now, don't get me wrong. I still have AD, I still have the attention deficit sometimes and I'm still super duper energetic, but I'm able to control that more. But just like Epictetus says, I I can't fully control it because before I knew what triggered it, it was like, well, I guess nothing happened today. Yay. Oh, there's so much there too. That because, you know, there's there's I have these conversations with my wife. Like she's like, no, you don't understand. Like I have a physical reaction to what's happening. Like the anger is so that, you know, I get, you know, she has all these physical symptoms and I'm like, I understand that part, but you can still choose the way you speak. You know, you can choose the way you react to those physical reactions that I completely, you know, agree are out of your control. 
and you know, I'll be I'll be the first to say I, I'm guilty of it because and and I set that intention this week on Monday because I was like, look, no matter what happens this week, mm-hmm. I am going to be the the best version of me. And so what happens with with me with my wife is that sometimes she will the first thing she says to me is something hostile. <laughs> you know, like I'll be gone and she'll text me like, did you know that you threw the, the coffee that you threw away from yesterday? You got the grounds all on the floor. You didn't even notice. And, you know, or something like that. I'm like, well, good morning to you too. You know, like, and 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 I understand because there are stupid things that I do and I have no excuse of of, of going back at her, but I, mm-hmm. I, I have that tendency to do that, to react back at her. And, and that just goes back to, we can choose our reactions. Oh yeah, I I completely agree. Um, I have something similar with my wife, and sometimes <laughs> I love her to death and I love her to pieces, but she doesn't always have the um, the best way of saying things. Like so, <laughs> yeah, similar yeah. to that. What you're just I do the same thing. I tell her the same thing. You can you can say it a different way. You know, right? And it's like it's like I don't. I'm not critiquing what you said. I'm just. Can I get a hi? How are you doing before you attack down my throat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I, I gosh, I feel you. <laughs> right? It's like, hey, how you doing? Yep. You done effed up, but hi. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the She did it this morning, actually. She did. <laughs> I'm actually gonna read to you. I'm gonna read to you our text from this morning because this is this is fantastic. So <laughs> she says, Morning, mi amor. So good morning, my love. And she says, this is exactly what I was talking about, the, the coffee thing, because uh-huh. that's the first thing that came to mind. So she says, <laughs> when you dump the coffee in trash, be careful because there's coffee grounds all over the floor and I'm try to get it in the trash. Thanks. And I said, good morning, my love. First of all, thank you for how you asked me to do that. <laughs> Second of all, I'm sorry for being stupid. And she's like, trust me, that was very hard. So thanks for noticing and acknowledging how stupid you are. <laughs> But I mean, that's like, you know, if she didn't do that, it was going to be a test of me living by my word and doing the right thing because we can't, it's like anything else. We try to say, don't worry about external outcomes or external circumstances, but wait, not in this situation because she's misbehaving. And so she doesn't deserve for me to be the right. That's not how it works. All right, guys, that was part one of our two part episode with Mr. Danny Vega and if you'd like to follow him on Instagram, it'll be at Keto Counterculture. If you'd like to follow him on his website, it'll be fatfueled.family. He also has a podcast, like I mentioned at the top of the show, Fat Fueled Family. Also, he has a podcast that he does with ketogenic athletes. It'll be the ketogenic athlete. Both of those podcasts are a little bit more geared towards the keto folks, which if you haven't noticed, I'm a bit on the keto side myself, but they're, they don't just do that. They go over a lot about health, nutrition, especially in the family episode, all about introducing, you know, this uh, keto lifestyle to your family as well as little ones. So if you'd like to listen to any of that, you could do so at Fat Fueled Family Podcast and the Ketogenic Athlete Podcast, which of course is geared a little bit more towards athletes, but still in the lifestyle space. All right, and as for me, if you'd like what you've heard, I do appreciate if you'd subscribe and rate on iTunes or your podcast catcher of choice. If you'd like to check out the show notes for this or any of the other episodes, it'll be thrivingonfat.com forward slash stoic. 
And if you'd like to connect with me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, it's all at Thriving on Fat. Thank you again for joining me, and I hope you enjoy part two of this two-part episode. Thank you, and talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>